0: Hi, before I get into today's episode, I just wanted to share a couple of things I've got coming up um, that you might find interesting. Um, So I've got a free webinar coming up on the 13th of March on how to start a side hustle so that one's going to be quite interesting it's in the in the age of so you know expenses going up and all sorts of things and wage growth not keeping up um, I'd like to to share how you can make some extra money and go about doing it in a way where it's not too ad hoc which is probably how I started and I learned a lot along the way which I want to share so that's on the 13th of March and um, the other thing I'm doing is a three-day wealth building challenge which is going to run from the 21st to the 23rd of March it's online and it's not Three full days. It's one hour per day live. Uh, but there will be activities. There's a workbook um, that you can follow along with. They'll be recorded. Um, so that's, that's going to be, it's $7. So it's, it's, I'm um, trying to keep it pretty <laughs> affordable. Just also to create, like there's an investment that you're, you're making. So there's a, there's a mindset um, action taking element to it as well. Um, but both of those, you can, you can find out more and sign up for on my website, which is money made au. On the front page there, you'll see um, links to both of those. Uh, but in case you find them interesting because yeah it's 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 lots of lots of information out there and i'm trying to disseminate things into what you really do need to to know and focus on and keep it as simple as possible so with that um in mind i will kick into today's episode welcome to money with alpha where i share simple tips for how to make save and invest money while also connecting your values with your lifestyle so you can achieve the life you really want you will also hear interviews from real people as they share the ups and downs of their money journey. After all, we are all on a journey and what better way to learn about money than to hear what hasn't and has worked. Budgeting. Oh boy, that's a, that's a word that really does make um, a lot of people cringe, including myself. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan of, of the, the heavy duty, you know, like micromanaging budget. Um, to be honest, I've tried them and I, I don't know I last maybe a month two months if that and even then if I'm really like pretty motivated to like if there's a holiday or 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 something in particular that I'm saving for I, I probably am a little bit motivated for a bit longer but ultimately it, I don't find it sustainable um, and and to be honest anytime I have clients who talk to me about budgeting they're just like oh no I just I can't stick to a budget and and we we judge ourselves and we, we find this is like some thing that we're just we're missing or if we're not good at it, therefore we can't be good at money. And that's not the case. If you can't follow a strict budget, that does not mean that you are going to be bad at money. I'm just going to say that out right at out the front. <laughs> um, and that while I will be covering off on some apps that may help, what I'm going to also talk about is the concept of budgeting and what you're actually trying to achieve with it and whether managing it in an app is actually the best way to do it for you. So when you think about the concept of budgeting uh, and what it really is, it it really emerged once our financial system began to move more towards readily available credit, um, particularly credit cards. Up until then, if we didn't have the cash to, to pay for something, we just didn't buy it. It was as simple as that. Like If, if we didn't have it in our pocket or in our bank accounts even, um, we just didn't get it. Um, So it's, it's, it's really evolved when, you know, the, the concept of easy money, I suppose, if you want to look at it that way or, or less visible money, I, I, when we see just numbers on a screen or in a bank account, it's very hard to keep track of unless something's like physically in our hands. So, and I've known, I've noticed this in particular, what's made it really, really obvious to me is trying to teach my daughter about money. So we use jam jars and, and when we get to a certain amount, we go to the bank and we put it into the bank. And if we go somewhere, she has her wallet and there's money, money, like cash, physical money in her wallet. She's only seven. So she doesn't have a card, like a bank card yet. And I'm trying, going to try and push that off for as long as possible. I wanted to get used to that, that physical feeling of, of money. Because when, you know, because otherwise I just I see it when we go out and I go somewhere and and post COVID a lot of places now don't accept cash. So you have to use a card and she sees me just whip out this little magic plastic card, which I just tap. I don't even have to enter a pin number (laughs) anymore and bingo, we get the thing and we walk out of the shop with the thing all because the magic plastic card dinged. And, um, and it's not a really great kind of message for children to, to get and see all the time. And this, this became really obvious on a, on a trip we did to Sydney, um, when my daughter was six, she had pocket money that she brought with us and I'd given her a little bit extra just because, you know, we're on a holiday and it was something special. Um, and I said to her at the, at the start, I was like, this holiday, I will buy you your food, but that includes like actual meals, not not endless supplies of lollies, food, um, drink, and maybe an ice cream once a day. And that's, that was it. I said anything more that she wanted to buy, like toys or lollies or anything like that, she had to use her own money for, which was the pocket money that she had in her wallet. And so we get to Taronga Zoo and there's a toy that she wants to buy. So we go up to the the register. She gets out her wallet, hands her – then goes to hand the lady her cash. And she said, oh, we don't take cash. And I said, what? Uh, I'm not even going to go into the whole it's legal tender concept. But I just said, it's so hard to teach children these days about money when when we – you know, people don't accept – like places don't accept it. So I I paid with my card. And then I said to her, I said, okay, well, you need to still physically experience that, you know – pain or loss or you know that not it's not even really that but it's it's that physical thing of giving handing over money for something it's that exchange so and you see that you know the money that you have is depleting so I said you at least give me the cash and I will use my card to pay for it and that cash will go towards that will pay for that when I get my credit card bill which is down the track. So that whole concept of the now, the future, past, all of that are still concepts that, you know, a child that age is still learning. So understanding that at some point in the future, you're going to get a bill. And yes, you do still actually have to use money to pay for It's still a somewhat foreign, intangible concept. And because we don't use physical money, it's even harder to try and um, acknowledge or understand that concept. So this is, this is where I I believe that our, our budgeting journey has sort of gone a bit wry because we don't use cash so much anymore. I remember stories that my mum used to say, it used to tell like, you know, you get your paycheck on a Friday and that was, you know, you, you had your envelopes, like you had this envelope it was for, you know, the groceries for the next two weeks because that was how long the income had to last. And this was for, you know, maybe, you know, special treats and takeout or or an ice cream and then this was for, for this and this was to pay for those bills and and that, that was how budgeting happened. It was with physical money that went into envelopes um, and that's, and that made it a lot easier. Now you can't, I mean you could still try and do that if you wanted to but it's just also not overly practical either. So that's um, that's where I think it's kind of all gone a little bit difficult. And then there's budgeting apps have come out as a result of the no- like the acknowledgement that it's really hard to manage your money when it's all just numbers on a screen and pieces of plastic or <laughs> watches. I see people, I'm, I'm not very like techno advanced when it comes to stuff like that, but I see people like tapping their watches even. I'm like, oh my gosh, soon we'll be like tapping a ring or something. I don't know, um, because the technology is always progressing, uh, but it's, it's very hard to then try track when when it's just, you know, some numbers on a screen that we don't even really look at every day either. And you then don't even often get receipts. Um, A lot of places now are going paperless. So in addition to cashless, it's paperless. So it's an all or less society Um, where, and I was like, I, I can't keep track of it if it's just this text message I get on my phone which I was like I can't because I'm, I'm one of these like old school types who I have a stack of receipts and at the end of the month I go through and I I check through my credit card to make sure that you know I'm not getting charged for stuff that I, I don't I shouldn't be getting charged for and it also kind of rings home sometimes I was just like oh wow I did buy that didn't I hmm. didn't really need that but yeah because we all impulse buy let's face it so it's, it just kind of makes it a little bit more conscious and obvious when you've got to review it again at the end of every month. So that's, that's where, you know, I think the budgeting app concept is actually really good, but it also depends what you want to do with it and how you manage your money. Um, because, you know, if you have, we all have a pretty fast paced life and we can't all hang on to our receipts and we can't all like keep like spreadsheets or like lists to, together and it just it just makes it really tricky so again that then always leads to the question well what's the best app to help me stay on track or on budget and and then we're like well what does a budget mean to you because like I said I, I don't think that detailed line by line level of budgeting is actually hugely useful you do have to categorize it and the apps attempt to but I'll go through a few specific ones um, shortly which do it better than... Some do it better than others. So... The other thing too, to, to acknowledge is you and how you operate in terms of the level of detail you want to go to. Now, I'm a relatively detailed person with some things, but in other things, I, just, I I want the big picture or I want both. I want to be able to have the big picture. And this is when understanding your values becomes really important. Like one of my core values is discernment. So the ability to choose. And in order to choose, you have to have all the information. So I'm like, so when people ask me, oh, what, how much information do you want? I was like, just give it all to me. I will then just decide what I will choose what I need to like really really know but that's that's how I work but you might be quite different you know there you know there's there's so many different options like do you have um and even with the spending side of things you think about do you dislike cooking and prefer to eat out that might be how you budget your meal so then you need to factor in the eating out instead of buying groceries Don't do both because then you're doubling up, but just try and figure out just a little bit of forethought and planning and understanding of how you operate. Do you have a large family and you need to buy more in bulk? Um, Is your household largely vegetarian? Um, So you need a lot more fruit and veg, or are you a big money, uh, money, um, um, meat eater? So you need to factor in money for... Um, Meat, which at the moment obviously is going getting a bit higher so you just have to try and look at ways you can maybe buy in bulk or join co-ops or those sorts of things so there's lots of different scenarios that may actually impact how that you can budget and then the level of detail like I said you want to go to so you've got to kind of understand yourself a little bit more um, to to, to sort of before you can like launch into any kind of budgeting really whether it's an app or any other way Um, I prefer buckets So my brain works a lot better with this sort of thing to understand what the buckets are. Um, So for instance, Especially with saving, so I I view spending and saving very quite closely linked because I need to be able to manage the money that's coming in. So I'm either either going to use the money coming in to save for something, or to save for um, a rainy day, or like a new car, or whatever it happens to be, Um, or to spend it on groceries, or um, presents, or eating out, or transport, or again whatever it happens to be. So I I kind of view them so that. That's where the bucket kind of concept is. Basically, and this is why I, I talk about it. And if you've heard me talk about this yet, but the money pie. So you, the, the whole circle is, is your, your available income and then how you slice it up. And the slices will depend on whether you want to save the money or spend the money. And the spending either goes to expenses or to debt. So it's once you have that picture, then you can sort of delve into the detail of each slice a bit more once you've got that overarching view of what you actually want to do with your money and what your lifestyle um, will support. And if it doesn't match the lifestyle that you are either living or have in mind, then you need to make some adjustments to either your lifestyle expectations or your spending and saving habits. So it just, it just helps kind of put that, those puzzle pieces together. So with that all in mind... Um, I'll go through four different apps that, um, that I've come across and, um, one of them that I have particular experience with. So the first one that I often hear about, I haven't actually personally tried it myself because I have one that kind of does what I need it to do already. But the app that I used to use, it was brilliant. It linked to my superannuation, it linked to my investments, it linked to my spending, everything. And it gave me a full view of what my net worth was on any given day. It was really, really, it was brilliant. It was actually called Money Brilliant, Um, but they don't use it. It doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) So I was like, oh, goodness me, I finally found something that I really like and it doesn't exist now. So, so what I actually use in, instead is, I mean, I, I, I have my own way of tracking sort of net worth anyway, which I've sort of created um, and that I share with with clients. But um, but in terms of the spending, I use Raise, which is actually a micro investing app, but because, and it uses roundups, so because it links all your bank accounts and your credit cards anyway to manage your roundups, it also then tracks your spending for you. So it can, and it categorizes at sort of more of a macro level and at a more micro level level and its categorization ability is actually pretty accurate. So it will show me on a kind of a trend basis what I'm spending my money on categorized. So I can go, oh, well, I probably spent a bit too much on food and entertainment last month, but it was Christmas. So there's a reason for that. Next month, it drops down a bit. Makes sense because, you know, you come into January, February. Anyway, so you start to understand some of the the trends and where perhaps you need to maybe pull the reins in a little bit. It does then, and it also can sort of give you a bit of a a look ahead as to what you can expect to see because it will have tracked all your expectations. And it goes, okay, well, you pay for this insurance every month. Therefore, if I calculate everything that you're going to be normally paying for in that particular month, here is what we kind of anticipate based on your previous spending habits, what your future spending might look like. And if it's over and above your income, then you're like, okay, all right, I'm living beyond my means. I need to pull the you know purse strings in a bit. So that's raise. The one that I, I see the most as an overarching um, budgeting app is Frollo, F-R-O-L-L-O, and I'm not affiliated with with any of these. Um, so it's it also does a bit more bucket level categorizing, which I think is possibly why a lot of people like it because it's not too detailed. And so it puts them in buckets like your income, living, lifestyle, savings, all of that. So get, it allows you to kind of categorize it in those sort of money pie slice concepts. And so it allows you to then set a budget to create financial goals and then to also look at any upcoming bills. So you can see what your overall financial position is too. You can link in your superannuation. So you have that kind of net worth view too, which is what I used to have in that other app. Um, w- the main downside really is that you can't export the data. So if you wanted to export it and do any additional kind of analysis or provide it to an accountant or a financial planner, you can't do that. Um, so that's that's the only thing that, that's probably a downside. So that's, that's the second one. So that's Frollo. The third app that I see quite a lot is um, WeMoney, so W-E-Money. Um, it has a free and a paid version. So Follow is, is free. Um, in the, in the, in the uh, WeMoney app, it's similar to Follow, and then it categorizes, but it d- goes down at a much more micro level. And, of course, with, when you, the more detailed you get, the more opportunity you have for uh, mistakes. So what it often does is miscategorize. So this is something I often found with the other app too, is that I was often spending a lot of time categorizing or recategorizing expenses. Um, I liked its overall features, but yeah, sometimes that can be a little bit dreary to have to go in and recategorize. Um, so that makes it then a difficult, difficult to get an accurate picture of what you're actually spending your money on. So then um, the last one is good, but good budget. This one, it's actually an American um, app, but it has, it's open, it's available to Australians as well. And it's basically an electronic version of the old fashioned envelope system where you manually enter your expenses. So there's a bit of work in that, but if you want to kind of control that process a bit and you're, you're willing to sort of manually enter things in because it won't automatically link bank accounts and credit cards, and then you can create envelopes for the money that's coming in. So an electronic version of the example I gave before, uh, where you can say, okay, this much for this week for groceries, this much for entertainment, this much for um, transport or, or whatever your buckets happen to be, and you can set them up the way you want and put the, the amounts in there that you want, but then you have to manually enter your expenses. So it's... um. It's just another option to try and create a modernized version of a s- sort of more old school system. Um, and just because something's old school does not mean that it's not good still. Sometimes we we tend to try and improve and change things just for the sake of it when the old used to work. So I'll just quickly run through those again. So the first one I mentioned was raise then follow on oh, raises R-A-I-Z follow we money and good budget so therefore that would be worth having a look at to see um, and you can even try them out for free to see how they go um, and just to to see if that helps you with your budgeting it's uh, it can be a tricky thing to kind of get right Uh, but once you're at least on track and at least in the knowledge that you kind of got a bit of an idea of what's going on it's it makes things it's a bit more relaxing I have to say when you can kind of go okay yep I I feel like I'm a little bit more on top of what's going on spending wise um, and then I can see the areas where I need to improve and that visibility is really important because without it we don't get to improve so, I hope you found that helpful. If you have any questions, please feel free to email uh, me at alpha at money dash made um, Also, if you feel inclined, please leave a review and a rating because that does help with the, you know, how many people see this or hear this, I should say. Uh, and um, yeah, hopefully it's, it's going to help others as well. So, enjoy the rest of your day and I will catch you again for next week's episode.